Thanks, Tim. Great to be with you. Don't want to dwell on this. I mean, that horse, I think, has been sufficiently beaten. We'll see what our Democratic friends have to say about that when we get what we think will be a much more extensive look at the Mueller report next week. But what are you expecting? You've read, I'm sure, the summary by now. You heard what the Attorney General had to say on Tuesday. Where do you think we stand now? Yeah, you know, this whole thing, Tim, as you just played from from Tom Graves, this has been nothing but a witch hunt. We know now this has been absolutely nothing but a fraudulent uh, endeavor from the very beginning. You had a false dossier. You had the Clinton Foundation paying a a legal firm who hires Glenn Simpson, who hires uh, Christopher Steele, and through the ORs and his relationship with them, it goes. They create a false dossier, which they give to the FBI, which they then hand over to the FISA court to get a a warrant to investigate the president and the first family and to spy on them. This whole thing was a setup. It was falsely done, and I'm grateful now that the attorney general is indicating that he's going to try to find out where all the real corruption and potential criminal activity took place for this to happen in the first place. That's where the real investigation needs to be. I mean, now here's where my, and I'll admit up front this will sound cynical, these Democrats who are saying they want the unredacted release of the report, I'm guessing they really don't want an unredacted release. What they want are, are plenty of redactions so that, and this sounds cynical, they can say that they're still trying to hide something by redacting portions of it. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly what they're trying to do. It is illegal for the attorney general to to give out the the report uh, unredacted. It, it is against the law to number one uh, give out any information that, of course, would would have any national security interest, but also grand jury information, which this report is full of. It is against the law to release that information publicly, and yet the Democrats are demanding it. They are literally demanding the attorney general to break the law. And he stated yesterday, time and again, that he will give them whatever the law permits him to give. Uh, That's what he must do. But what you said is exactly what the intent is. They will scream, saying that uh, he gave a a bunch of redacted stuff, and so he's hiding uh, the the real uh, issues there. But, no, the issue has come out. The report has come out. Uh, There is no collusion, no... Uh, no, no obstruction. That is the issue, and the Democrats can't stand it, and so now they're going to look for another haystack in hopes of finding a needle somewhere. And Congressman Jody Heiss with us. A couple other things here. Uh, your Green New Deal discharge position, uh, petition, what is this? Yes, the uh, discharge petition is primarily a tool that is afforded the minority party when there is a piece of legislation that you want to get on the floor for a House vote uh, you're able to file what's called a discharge petition, and if you get 218 signatures on that discharge, then it forces, without any debate, a particular piece of legislation to come forward. And so I filed uh, and will finalize it after Easter when we come back, uh, the discharge petition process for the Green New Deal. Uh, you've got uh, an absolutely horrendous piece of legislation that will cost on the low end $93 trillion to the, that's, Tim, that's more than the GDP of the entire world combined. <laughs> and we're supposed to buy into this ridiculous piece of legislation. I believe every American citizen needs to know where their representative stands on that issue. Uh, Nancy Pelosi has refused to bring it to the floor, and so I'm filing a discharge petition. Uh, in hopes of forcing a vote. There were 92 Democrats that co-sponsored that 
resolution. And so, you know, you don't co-sponsor something if you don't support it and if you don't intend to vote for it. So I'm hopeful that we'll get about 20 Democrats to uh, help us sign uh, uh, and, and get the 218 signatures. I feel confident virtually every, if not all, Republicans will sign on. We'll need a handful of Democrats to get a vote and let the American people know where their representatives stand on the Green New Deal. You know, it, it just occurs to me to wonder. I mean, there are 435 of you up there. That is, that's literally more people than the little community in which I grew up, not even a town, just a community down there <laughs> in South Georgia. So, I mean, it, it's, it's, there are some of you. Have you met all of you? Have you met Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? Have you had any interactions with her at all? Yeah, we both serve on the oversight committee, and so, you know, I've had a casual conversation with her, um, and, you know, I, I see her ask her questions, and she certainly sees me as well, so I, I know her through that committee. Right. Is she, I mean, I'm asking what she's like here. I mean, there, are, there are two or three different versions of all of us. There, There's the me that people hear on the radio, and then there's the me that they meet in the street. Same with you, and same with her. I mean, is she She appears one way, and when we see her on TV, to a lot of us seems crazy. Is she like that, quote-unquote, in real life? Well, you know, I mean, understand I'm not a, a close friend. I'm a just, uh, at best, an acquaintance. We've just had very casual, brief conversation. But, you know, the conversations I've had with her, she's been very kind and, and so forth. I mean, I, I would not have any anything just off of the casual uh, conversations I've had with her to uh, to throw her under the bus, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And yet the reality is she is an outright socialist, and she has bought into socialist philosophy and she is uh, extremely radical in her political beliefs and her socialistic philosophy, and she is doing everything she can to push that. And I think it's causing a great uh, up, upstir, not only in the Democrat Party, but in the in the country as a whole. But the outflow of that, I think the uh, the biggest outflow is the Green New Deal, which you cannot get more radical than that. Tim, and I know we don't have time to go into some of the details of it, but it is absolutely an insane piece of legislation. I saw Congressman Jody Heiss with us another few minutes here. Oh, nothing, nothing new under the 50. sun here, but my understanding is that the, uh, the the budget process is deadlocked again. Yep, it is, and uh, for reasons that I just described, the Democrats are uh, they cannot spend enough money, and when Nancy Pelosi tried to uh, push uh, some some budget issues across the floor. Many within her own party would not support it because it didn't spend enough, and so they ended up pulling the bill altogether. Uh, I, you know, the first hundred days of this new Congress, Tim, I think have been an absolute disaster for the Democrats. They are proving they are incapable of governing. Uh, the I, I can say the hearings that we've had in oversight have been nothing. Uh, legislatively focused. It's all about attacking the president. And I just firmly believe that their intent to destroy this president is interfering with any capacity to govern. And it's an unfortunate thing. We have issues as a nation that we need to address, that the American people need us to address. And right now, um, the, the majority party has not been able to even bring those issues to debate, let alone to the floor for a vote.
Uh, Congressman Jody Heiss, uh, I, I gather there was, and this is over in the Senate, was some U.S. Senate committee hearing or other yesterday about a proposed piece of federal legislation regarding abortion, similar to what's on the books now in Georgia. I mean, we have the, the six-week bill that the governor will sign, presumably House Bill 481. But before that, and for the past several years, has been, we'll call it the 20-week uh, bill that and law now that deals with abortions. I, I gather there's some consideration of that at the federal congressional level as well. What do you make of what the Georgia legislature has just done with House Bill 481, the fetal heartbeat bill? Well, I'm extremely pleased. I think, uh, as you and people in the 10th District know, I'm strongly pro-life, and I support every piece of pro-life legislation that we can come, uh, that we can get. I'm extremely proud that Georgia has taken a bold stand on the heartbeat bill uh, to protect life and to defend life, and uh, who knows, this could be the bill that actually makes it to the U.S. Supreme Court to challenge Roe v. Wade. Uh, we'll wait and see with that, but I could not be more proud of the General Assembly in Georgia for taking the lead nationally on this, uh, and, and there are many states that are following Georgia's lead right now as well. And uh, I'm just deeply appreciative and grateful for them and the strong leadership that both the General Assembly and the governor has displayed. Congressman Jody Heiss, again, uh, wrapping up uh, the, the week, uh, week Friday, and then you break for a couple of weeks uh, with the Easter recess. Happy Easter to you, if we don't talk again. Between Thank you, and to you as well, Tim.